I don't, hey y'all, hey. So I've been going back and forth whether to do this particular episode or not. Because it's a little bit deeper, it's a little bit more personal. The names have not been changed <laughs> to protect the innocence of anybody. <laughs> um, I thought about reading you guys an entry um, into my journal, one of my entries into my journal. Um, I couldn't decide if I wanted to do it or not because I truly believe some things you should keep just to yourself. Some things are just for you, you know? Um, You might want to help people. You might want to reach out. You might want to relate. But some things are just for you and your God. But I felt like this particular thing, this particular battle um, that I've been fighting for so long, I feel like it's something that a lot of women probably fight and maybe don't have the courage to admit it because it's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed. I'm going to let you know right now. I'm embarrassed. But it is what it is. And I'm trying to figure out how to get past the embarrassment. So I kind of figure, you know, kind of like when you're scared of something and you finally face your fear and it's not that scary anymore. I kind of feel like if I put the light on the situation you know, be embarrassed, you know, um, I can get over the embarrassment and shame and move to the next level. It's kind of like you got to go through something anyway, but you have to go through it to actually come out of it to get to the other side. So I don't know. Maybe this will help somebody. Maybe somebody can relate. Maybe not. Maybe it's specifically and solely for me to put myself on blast <laughs> to get a kick in my own ass to get going i don't know so this is an exclusive <laughs> i'm gonna read you an entry into my journal here we go Now, fair warning, my troubles uh, or my thoughts or whatever I'm going through is so intertwined. It's never just one thing. It's one thing that leads to the next, that leads to the next. And I don't know, maybe y'all got a basket full of bullshit too. I don't know. But this is just me. And this is going to be my therapy. It may sound strange. You might not relate at all, but hey. This is what I had to say to me. (laughs) May 20th, 2020, 11.31 a.m. I'm not going to belittle myself for having these feelings. I was talking to God and myself. I was crying again about loving Fungi. I had woke up with him on the brain as usual. Determined to move on, I got to my devotional, but that didn't help. I did my meditation. That didn't help. I did a second one. This time, it was harder to focus on my breathing instead of that dull beep of pain in the center of my heart that has resided there almost 20 years. Almost. It doesn't totally belong to him, but still, his hurt is the one that pays the rent. I tried to do my manifestations, my affirmations next. 
And that's where it got hard. It specifically tells you in the app, you've got to believe for it to work. Believe. Believe. And that's where I fuck up at. That almost 20 years. Yeah, that part. I've been praying for so long to get over time. Mind you, I do sleep with him whenever I see him. But that's been years in between as of lately. I don't have sex with anyone else. Hell, I haven't had sex with anyone else for uh, the past six years. Calling myself, cleansing myself from him to be able to fully connect with my next man. Just to turn it right around and give it right on up to him when I see him. And it's pathetic. Even writing it is embarrassing. The man never really loved me. And I don't know, but I don't think he thinks all, I, all he is to me is baby daddy sex. But it's all irre irrelevant anyway. If I've said it once, I've said it a million times. My Uncle T always says if a man wants you, he will come for you. But still, I keep what my heart keeps on holding on. My head and I, because it seems like we play for three different teams. My head and I, we want desperately to be liberated from this curse of a chokehold. I despise the love I still hold inside. It makes me side-eye God for not answering my prayer sooner. And God probably like, the nerve of this wishy-washy chick praying one thing and then doing the opposite. Let's sigh. But God, you know my heart. That's a loud shake in my head. And that's the problem. My damn heart. Anyway, I tried to do the affirmations and I can't. I just can't today, at least not right now. It's been too much time that's passed and it's been too much time that's been wasted. Maybe this thing, this love, is just my curse and I just have to deal with it. I thought of my past loves. Tyrell was actually the third. Though the first two are forever friends and there is zero bad blood between us. When I actually think about it in those situations, they didn't too much vary from this one. I try to think of my flaws being that I'm the common denominator. What could I be doing wrong? I thought about each of them. Was it a particular trait that I kept attracting to? Then I began to think of my dad. We were never good enough for him either. No matter how much other people complimented us, he always found a way to turn that compliment into criticism. We always walked on eggshells around him, trying not to get on punishment. We were just never good enough. Like you were always trying to get an A-plus in this imaginary boarding school or whatnot. I don't know. I just began to think how he never really encouraged us. The time spent, it wasn't never really about us. It was a time for him to preach and teach and basically have an audience that he could control, his little dictatorship. There wasn't much affection. He always used to tell me I would never get a husband. I was the one that always had something to say or questioned his method or challenged his authority. <laughs> he told me so much over, the over my childhood that I would never get married, that I think I may have convinced myself to not want or I may have conditioned myself to not want to get married or even have a man for that matter. I perceived all men to be like him. 
whether they are or not. I think I picked that trait that is most like him and being a pessimist. I focus mostly on that. Then I keep the men at bay. I am overly assertive and I cannot be dominated. Like period. I cannot. Well, forcefully at least. <laughs> and I think it all stems back to proving a point to my dad. He said I never would have a man. So I was determined to not need one. Even when Fungi and, and I were together, he said he couldn't see how he could be with me. But to be fair, my Uncle Terry said the same thing once. He said I was too strong. But the difference between the two, my Uncle T and I argued all the time. But he never wanted bad for me or never wanted to hurt me just because I didn't agree with him. He wanted me to be happy. He wanted me to be with someone who would make me happy so bad. He praised my good attributes. But I had a lot of mouth for him too. And that's something I'm not sure will ever change. I will never see me bowing down to any man or woman. We're equal. Not the same by any means, but we are still equal. And one can't do without the other. What's a head without a neck and vice versa? And that's all I'm saying. Can we as women get some respect in this bitch? How any man that came from a woman can sit there and think that he is superior is beyond me. But that's the attitude my daddy always had. And to be a father of three girls, you would think that that perspective would evolve. But no, not in the slightest. I call bullshit at an early age. And from then on, this strong, independent, hard and hard to read exterior had been my armor all my life going forward. So when I cried this morning, I felt guilty. I felt, for a lack of better words, weak. I was praying to God that I didn't want to keep on loving this man. I was crying because I was sick of praying this prayer. I was crying because I just didn't know what was my role. Like, what was I specifically to do to finally be free from this bondage of this one-sided love? I pray. I pray, God, please take it away. All the while, silently praying that he'd bring him to me from my heart. It's craziness. When I thought of how daddy always called me old maid, how he said no man would want me, how he cursed me for being strong in my femininity, I began to, instead of telling God what I didn't want, I started to pray asking God for what I did want. A man who loves me for me and is not intimidated by my strength. A man I don't have to walk on eggshells around. A man who builds me up, adores me, wants me, loves me, desires me, protects me. A man that I can laugh with. That we laugh together from our bellies, from deep in our bellies. We laugh. We are passionate. We are attracted to each other. We are fascinated with one another. We are in love. While I daydream of this perfect husband, of course I can't help but throw in the attributes of a great father. The father I wish I always had and the one Tommy so deserves. Then it hits me again. The sadness, the depression, 
the not so silent hope screaming from my heart that it would end up being fungi. My head is furious with my heart. I just want to let it go. I just want to be with this magnificent, but not perfect, but perfect for me, man of my dreams. I want this man, whomever he is. And there it was, guilt, a sort of embarrassment to admitting such a thing. Of course, I've said it before, but there is always an out following the confession as to say, I'm good either way, man or not. But here, alone, in my room, with God and I, and no reason for an out, I am bare with my confession. I want a man. <sighs> Last I checked, and that was earlier this morning when I changed my tampon, thank you very much. I am a whole woman. And on top of that, I am a human. I have a right to want a man, to want companionship. It's not weakness, it's nature. Why am I ashamed to be vulnerable? Why am I hung up on this power struggle with every man who is not my father? Or why do I attract to the ones that are like him to continue to participate in this relentless battle? There are other men and other types. And why am I embarrassed at still loving someone, even if they no longer love me? I can only feel my feelings, and my feelings are very real and normal. I'm not the only woman, hell, the only person who has been stuck on love, barred down by emotions and heartbreak. I have to acknowledge how I feel and let myself off the hook. I think I have to do it to officially move on as well. I mean, how can I actually heal if all I do is beat myself down? How can I grow and move on if I stay and soak in one spot? It's hard. It hurts. It's time consuming. All true. But the thing is, it's all okay. It's a part of life. And honestly, this too shall pass. I'm not the only one in the world in this moment hurting because my heart won't get with the program. I think acknowledging this takes some of the weight off. I'm not weird. I'm not not normal. People have gone to the extreme due to heartache. My Uncle Paul, case in point, he was a good man. He was a good man. That pain was too much at that time. I bet if he could, he would take it back. But at that moment, it probably felt like Nothing else mattered. He probably was just so desperate to stop the pain. Or desperate to stop the pain that caused the anger of it all. It's not, it's not to be ignored or to be belittled, the pain. I acknowledge my heartache. And though it's never crossed my mind to hurt Fungi, I've thought countless times of ending my own life. The pain, the shame, embarrassment, rejection, and obsession of it all, it's, it's overwhelming. To live life as this 
strong tower, but to crumble at the feet of some man who couldn't care less if you're coming or going is devastating. So yeah, I hurt. I cry. I pray. I beg. I plead for this love to go away. But I'm thinking now it has much more to do with me than him. The self-love thing is real. So are those childhood traumas. Looking back on these things just make me feel like, honestly, I've just been with the wrong guys for me. I've been looking or attracted to what keeps me bound in the battle of the sexes. I'm strong, but I want to be dainty too sometimes, and that's okay. I want to not wear the pants sometimes, and that's okay. I want to be in a long-lasting, loving, faithful, happy, and passionate, successful relationship with a man of my own. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't want to die alone or be an old maid. I don't accept or claim that. And there is definitely nothing wrong with that. It's going to take time, but I'm going to love me enough to allow me to be loved by someone else. I want to love on him, serve him, lift him up. I want to love this man. There's nothing wrong with that. But then there's that. I've always felt like I was disappointing God or being unfaithful or betraying God when I desired a husband as well. I felt, sometimes feel, that if I had a husband, I couldn't pay enough attention to God. That God would feel like I made a God out of the man for loving him so much. I've always been scared that God would take whomever I loved because I loved him too much. I'm not sure where this comes from. Part of it, I assume, comes from having sex before marriage, which we all know is, uh, according to the Bible, a sin. I guess that choosing flesh over the will of God over and over and over again kind of sets the tone for an us versus him relationship. I know we are all human. And in my adulthood, I see abstinence is not likely, even in the church, including the pulpit. Still, I just have always felt so guilty. Then despise the vision of being a nun. I would feel guilty and then despise the, the vision of being a nun. Trapped. Always trapped. Trapped at being a nun or a, or a clergy against your will. Trapped in your feelings because you can't freely love someone for fear of losing them or loving them too much. Trapped in your depression for not being able to think, want, or love however the hell you're supposed to. Drained. If God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, then why am I so scared all the time? Scared of failing and disappointing God and spending eternity in this burning hell after living in hell on earth all these years. Confusion. My existence is filled with confusion. What if none of this is this complicated? What if we are just supposed to be? And just be happy. I don't know, but I've had enough. 
I've had enough. I've had enough of the what ifs. I want to live. I want to love. I want a man. I want to be happy. I want to make others happy. I want to not be afraid anymore. I want to live my life. I want. And that's how that ends. There's no conclusion. It's just the confession. If I focus more on what I want instead of what I don't want, that is the thing that is to be manifest. At least that's what I read in this book, Law of Attraction. But I think that that's true. Because it says that same thing in the Bible in different words, but it says the same thing. They raise us in church saying the same thing. Fake it till you make it, believe it. It's all about faith perception and bringing it to pass. All I know is I am ready to stop being scared. I'm ready to stop feeling guilty. And I'm ready to get out of this little prison that I have put myself in. I'm ready to see God for who he is because I don't think he's anything like my earthly dad. <laughs> and yes, we have a relationship, but I see that I have misconstrued his characteristics as well. And I'm thankful and I'm grateful today that God has taken the time to even enter my mind to make me stop and think about this. Like God has given us a chance to live life and live life abundantly. You're not supposed to be stressed, depressed, worried, and fearful. All you're like, like, who are you serving? Like that's that's not God. God is love. God is peace. God is joy. And all of this stuff that I'm putting on myself, I'm learning to release from myself. I'm learning to think of the positive things. And I'm wanting to manifest abundance of happiness in my life. But I'm, I'm learning that it, it all starts with me. It starts with me. What do you think?